0: Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. So, last week we began a beautiful sermon series. I mean, it's, it is beautiful. Fully devoted. Everybody say, Fully devoted. Say it because you mean it. Fully devoted. Oh, and who are we fully devoted to? Jesus. And we learned that Jesus commands us to be fully devoted to him. We also saw that to be fully devoted to Jesus is our response to his devotion to us. Jesus is devoted to us. And we also learned that we can never be God's change agents, people who change the world for God, unless we are fully devoted to him. And then, here's another good thing that we learned, why we should be fully devoted. There's a reward for our full devotion to Christ. So today, we're going to talk about a disciple's life. As we continue teaching on fully devoted. Everybody say, a disciple's life. One more time. A disciple's life. You know, when you're a disciple of Jesus, you cannot hide it. (laughs) When you're fully devoted to Jesus, you cannot hide it. It is evident. You may not tell people that I am a follower of Christ that I'm a believer in Christ, that I'm a disciple of Christ. But people can see it in your behavior. People can see it in your lifestyle. And this is what Luke tells us in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. When they saw the religious leaders, saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, They were astonished. They were amazed. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So at this point, Peter and John had been arrested by the powerful religious council called the Sanhedrin because they were preaching in the name of Jesus. They were preaching the resurrection of Jesus and the resurrection of the dead in Jesus and they hated, they hated that kind of preaching. So they arrested them. And, uh, you know, they noticed oh, there was something that was unique about these people. The courage that they had. Though they were ordinary. Though they were unschooled. I think they thought only schooled people, educated people are courageous. Oh, but because those men had been with Jesus, they were courageous to preach. About Jesus, to proclaim Jesus. You know, there's no such a thing as being a secret follower of Christ. There's no such a thing as being a secret disciple of Jesus. You see, your commitment to Jesus is personal, but it is not private. When people meet you, (laughs) when people interact with you, they should see something that shows them you are a devoted follower of Christ. You are fully devoted to Him because your life is no longer the same. I remember there was a time I was a, a single man. I've never been married all my life, but there was a time I was a single man and uh, I knew I was single, and everybody knew I was single. People called me a single young man. If, because, I mean, I, and actually, I behaved as a single young man. I ate out most of the time because I could not cook. I dressed the way I wanted to dress. <laughs> as a matter of fact, some nights I would go to bed without having a bath, and it was no problem. <laughs> Sometimes I would eat without brushing my teeth, no problem. But then 11 years ago, my status changed. I became a married man. Oh, I entered into a new life. And so now I'm a married man. So as a married man, if I continue behaving as a single man, then there's a problem. Now, I can't just eat out all the time. And even if I choose to eat out, I go together with my family. I go with my wife, or I go with my wife and my children. I go, we go out. Now, I mean, the way I dress, I just don't decide. I'm going to put on this shirt or that trouser. mismatched clothes. Oh, I have somebody in la- in my life who helps me, who helps me dress properly. Now, I can't just go to bed without having a bath because my wife and I share a bed. It would be unpleasant to my wife. Oh, when you get married, your life changes. And there's no such a thing as being a secret husband or a secret wife. You know, you've got to be an open husband. Your life must reflect that you are married. If your life, if your behavior does not reflect your marriage, there's a problem. Oh, when you are truly devoted to Jesus, when you're fully devoted to Him, your life reflects it. Oh, the life you live is this. As a disciple of Jesus, your life is a life of obedience to Jesus. That is so, so powerful. Please note that down. The life of a disciple... Of Jesus is the life of obedience to Jesus. This is what Jesus Himself told the disciples in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, then do what? Keep my commands, obey my commands. And commands are everything that Jesus teaches, everything that He says. If you love me, then do what? Keep my commands. And then at another time, he told the crowd, people who were following him for miracles, for food, for this and that, in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Hey, friends, just saying, Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my God. is not enough. You've got to obey what Jesus says. You've got to obey what Jesus teaches. Oh, you've got to follow what Jesus says. That is what qualifies you to be a fully devoted disciple, a fully devoted follower of Christ. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Wow! So a disciple's life, is a life of obedience to Jesus. Wow! A life of Living the way he wants us to live and doing what he wants us to do. So, how do we, as disciples of Jesus, reflect our obedience to him? Are you still with me? Come on, I want want to hear a witness. Are you still with me? Even you online, are you still with me? I know you're saying yes. (laughs) How do we reflect... A life of obedience to Christ as his disciples. Number one, we reflect the life of obedience to Christ as his disciples in being committed to living a holy life. Oh, that is the truth from God. Commitment to live a holy life. To be holy simply means this we are set apart for God and for his purposes we are consecrated to God wow we are dedicated to God who oh, we are devoted to God holy things are things that are devoted to God holy people are people who are devoted to God people who are dedicated to God people who are who have been set apart for God and his purposes so first peter the apostle peter tells us in his first letter chapter 1 from verse 14 to 16 as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance when you did not know the lord but just as he who called you is holy So be holy in all you do, in all your ways, in your lifestyle, in your behavior, in your speech. Hey, be holy at your workplace, in your profession. Be different. Be unique. Don't be like everyone else. Wow. So just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written. Be holy because I am holy. God is holy. God is like no other God. Oh, he is holy in his character. He is different in his character. He is different in his thinking. He is different in his actions. He is is different in his works. We serve and worship a holy God. There is no God like him. He calls us, that holy God calls us to be holy people. He's not calling us to be perfect people. But he calls us to be committed to living a life of holiness. He knows we'll never be perfect in this life. But I tell you this, there is a day, there is a day when we will be as perfect as God. And that day will be the day when Jesus comes back for us. Now for you to be ready to become a perfect person, you've got to make a decision to give your life to Jesus fully here on earth. Wow. Can I read another scripture? Romans chapter 12, Paul writing to the church in Rome in chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. He says, therefore, I urge you. There's a reason he said, therefore. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, a sacrifice on the altar of God who is living Wow, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern, to the way of thinking, to the way of behavior, to the way of acting, to the lifestyles of this world. But, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and to approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Paul starts with the word, therefore. Because in the previous chapter, he says that Gentiles, non-Jews, you are uh, you who are non-Jews who are once disobedient to God, but you have received the mercy of God. Therefore, because you've received the mercy of God, the way you live should be different. The way you act should be different. The way you think should be different. The way you behave should be different. Because you are meant to live holy lives. So, mercy is this. Mercy is not receiving what we deserve. Grace, on the other hand, is receiving what we don't deserve. Oh, so as disobedient people, what did we deserve from God? His wrath, His judgment, His condemnation, separation from Him. Rejection by him. Hatred from God. But I thank God he has shown us mercy. If you have experienced, if you have received the mercy of God, give the Lord a hand clap for praise. Yes, he has been merciful to you because of his mercies in view of what is done for us. That which we did not deserve. Oh, we didn't deserve his love. Oh, because of his mercies, we need to live holy lives. We need to be different. So, commitment to live a holy life means this. We shun everything and anything that displeases our God who has been merciful to us. Things such as sexual immorality, hating people, violence, telling lies, gossip, cheating, taking bribes and receiving bribes, greed for power, lust for money, lust for material things. Anything that doesn't please Jesus, we need to shun it. That is how we live holy lives. That is the demonstration of living for Jesus. And can I tell you something? Oh, we don't live holy lives in our own effort. We have the Holy Spirit who helps us live holy lives. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Holy Spirit with us. He is our helper. When you don't know what to do, when you cannot say no to temptation, the Holy Spirit will enable you, will help you say no to temptation, to sexual immorality, to adultery, to fornication, to homosexuality, to lesbianism, to violence. Lens, to lawlessness, to greed, to cheating. The Holy Spirit helps us say no to anything that is ungodly before God. Oh, we can live holy lives for the glory of God. Secondly, oh, how do we reflect the life of obedience to Christ as his disciples? We reflect it in being committed to the purpose of Jesus for us. Oh, there's a lot that I could say about that. But let me just read some scriptures to you. I'm also reading those scriptures to myself, by the way. I'm not excluded from what God is saying to us today. Mark chapter 3. It was, this is now Jesus. Um, it is Mark. Mark writing. Uh, what Jesus did. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. I want to stop there. I want to stay, say to you, young man, young woman, an older person, an uh, older woman, older man, a child. I want to tell you, Jesus wants you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He wants you to become his disciple. He wants you to follow him. He wants to do something in your life. Wow, something great, something beautiful. He has a plan for you that he wants you to know, that he wants you to discover. I want to tell you, maybe there are people who, who have told you, we don't want you here. Maybe at your workplace, maybe in your home, maybe in your community, maybe in your school. There are people who have told you or oh, they have uh, shown, shown shown you in their actions they don't want you. Jesus wants you. So he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to do what? To preach, to tell people about him, to proclaim him, and to have authority to drive out demons. That is empowerment. My God, Jesus wants to empower us. So what is the purpose for which Jesus has, has called us, according to that scripture, to know him woo, and to make him known. To know him. And you know, if you want to know somebody, you've got to be with them. You've got to spend time with them. That is how you will get to know them in a deeper sense. Let me read another scripture. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. We belong to God. We are gods. Can I say something? We are the apple of God's eyes. You are the apple of God's eyes. God's attention is on you. Wow. Chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Have you been called out of darkness? Have you been redeemed from the hand of the enemy? Have you been snatched from the hand of the devourer? Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him glory. Wow. So we are called by Jesus to know him. Have a relationship with Him. If you don't know Jesus today, you can get to know Him today. You can come into a relationship with Him today and to declare His praises. You know, if somebody has done something good to you, naturally you tell other people, oh, by the way, this shirt I'm wearing, it's my wife who bought for me, my wife Shirley. As a matter of fact, these shoes I wear, we bought them. She took me to a shoe shop in India, Chennai. So I am I'm now praising Shirley. Can I tell you something? When you know what somebody has done in your life, you will talk about that person. I remember Pastor Brian, you know, a number of years ago when he was just beginning to lead worship. So I uh, I invited him, you know, to be on my worship team. Great singer. So we went to different water Church campuses, and when the service ended, the last service ended, I would call everybody and say, it's time for us to go back to, to the city in a taxi. You know, Pastor Brian and his wife now, Nandi Violet, would say, no, we will find our way to the city. At that point, it was clear to all of us they were in love. Pastor Brian had met, had found something beautiful in that girl who is his wife today. He had found something wonderful. Oh, yes, he had something attractive in her. Can I tell you something? There is something attractive in Jesus. There is something more beautiful in Jesus. Oh, if you have met Jesus, you know how beautiful, you know how glorious. You know how wonderful. You know how amazing. You know how faithful. You know how good. You know how loving. You know how caring. You know how merciful. You know how kind. You know how compassionate. Compassionate Jesus is. Wow. Let's follow him wholeheartedly. Lastly, okay? We reflect. The life of obedience to Jesus as his disciples. In our commitment to endure hardships. Commitment to enduring hardships for Christ, for him. Jesus said this in, um, in John. Very quickly. John chapter 15 from verse 18 to 21. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as it's, it is own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey you also. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. Let me tell you, friends, we will be persecuted for the sake of Christ. If you haven't experienced it yet, it is going to come. You will be hated. Because of Christ. You'll be rejected because of of Christ. You'll be ostracized by your family, by your friends because of Christ. You'll be denied a job. You'll be denied promotion because of Christ. You will be. Get ready for it. Because the disciples in the early church were persecuted. So, for example, in Acts chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, And then uh, 18 to 20. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. That was after healing the lame beggar who sat at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. They were persecuted. But I love uh, what Peter and John did from verse 18 to 20. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John, wow, replied, which is right in God's eyes. To listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for praise. Let me tell you, when you're committed to enduring hardship for Christ, you will not quit following Jesus. You will continue. You will keep on going. You will be committed to Jesus through the storms, in the valleys, on the mountains, in the desert. No matter what happens in your life. Because you have seen Jesus. You have experienced Jesus. Now I end with this. Pastor Brian is coming to close this service. We will never suffer for Jesus in vain. Something beautiful awaits those who suffer for Christ. Who endure persecution, hatred, all kinds of things for Jesus. Paul, who himself went through a lot of suffering for the sake of Christ, he was jailed a number of times, he was pelted with stones, he went hungry, he was hated. I mean, he was killed for the sake of Christ. He writes this. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. And then in Romans chapter 8 verse 18, he again writes, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth, they are nothing worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a day for his name for enduring hardship for his name for losing everything for his name there is a day of reward never give up on jesus never give up on jesus never give up on jesus never forsake jesus never turn your back on jesus come on give the lord a hand clap of praise thank you for listening we hope this encourages you to step into the new Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com.